0: Welcome to another message from Bridge Assembly, located at 725
1: Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information on Bridge, go to
0: our website at bridgehelena.com. It is our prayer that this message will help you to connect with God, connect with others, and connect others with God.
1: Aren't you guys glad that we serve a God that's knowable? he's not a a god that separates himself from us but he's a god that calls us to himself and says i want to know you so so please please get to know me what a wonderful thing that that is father lord once again we thank you for this morning we thank you that we can come together freely to worship before you to worship together to worship as the body of christ Lord, you have sent us and placed us in this time. Lord, it's in your wisdom that we're all alive and we're all together here right now. And Lord God, we we embrace that. And we ask, Lord, what is our purpose? What will you have us to do? And, And Lord God, we read the scriptures and you speak to us and you tell us exactly what we need to do to go into all this to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ to set the captives free. So, Lord God, we, en- we embrace you this morning. We-, we worship with you this morning. But, but Lord God, collectively, we-, we have a rumbling within us that causes us to want to step out further than this building into our community, into our streets, into our highways and our byways. So, Lord God, continue to, work within us continue to speak to us jesus we thank you so much for your sacrifice but lord god we thank you for your life your your resurrection life that the curse of death and sin are no longer apparent but lord god those are done away with because of you and holy spirit we welcome you here this morning holy spirit guide us counsel us convict us confirm within us challenge us this morning we lay ourselves before you Lord God with open ears open eyes and an open heart and this morning Jesus Christ we give you glory in this house amen amen Lord we give you glory you are the king above all so Lord God continue to speak continue to call continue to move. Pray this in the mighty name of our King Jesus. And everyone shout it out. Amen. Amen. You guys can be seated. Awesome. Thank you guys for being here. How many of you guys forgot to change your clocks? Seems like a whole lot of you. Hopefully you're listening online. Uh, Let's see, what time is it? Is it Is it 11 yet? Because then it would be 10. We might see an influx of people. Um, But that's okay. That's okay. I'm glad you guys are here. Kids, I want to dismiss you kids. You guys start a whole new thing today. It's called Starlight Station. And you guys are going to have fun. I know a couple things you guys are going to do. And and I'll tell you what, I wish, I wish I got to go down with you guys today because it's going to be cool front row girls come on all right adults we're not going to have the same type of fun in here but we're going to have fun all our own I got a couple quick announcements mostly just one quick announcement Um, 40 days for life is coming up our day bridge assemblies day is this coming friday And there's a sign up in the back. I was going to grab it and pass it around. I totally forgot. But there are some open spaces still. I would love to have those filled. Um, If you can, if you can get out there, please sign up. Um, It's a wonderful thing. If you have any questions about that, holler at me. Or I can get you in touch with Reva. She's out today. But uh, if you have questions, holler. Um, It's at Planned Parenthood. The sidewalks. Hopefully, they'll be freshly marked after winter and everything else that's gone on. But uh, the only thing, go there and pray. Pray, pray, pray. Just don't step on their property. They don't really like it when you... I, I made that mistake last year. I didn't know it was my first time. So I get there and no one's there. I'm like, man, I'm going to walk through this parking lot and I'm going to pray. And then a guy showed up and he gently called me over and he said, um, yeah, you can't really do that. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, and I'll just keep praying around outside the parking lines. If you've never done it before, it's it's an amazing thing. It's, it's important that we pray against abortion, right? We pray for life. Yes. Um, but as with everything else, when we sign up to do something like this and we think, oh, okay, I guess I need to sign up and go pray because I... That's just what I'm supposed to do. God does stuff in us. So that time, that hour of prayer that you spend there walking around or, or standing there or holding a sign or whatever opportunity that God places, God will accomplish a lot within you. Believe me and trust me on that. If he doesn't, come talk to me. We'll have to hash that out because I'm so confident in saying God will touch you in a special way in and in, in a powerful way. Amen? All right, three ways to give. We're moving right through this. Oh, one other thing. Um, We're going to start membership classes. Church 101 will be starting. Um, The sign-up is not out anymore, but if you didn't get to sign up and you're like, I've been thinking about it, I want to become a member, holler at me today or Blair, one of us to just say, hey, it's time, it's time, I need to become a member. Blair will get you on the list you 'll be getting a phone call to as to when that starts, but it 'll be starting up probably in the next couple weeks so let 's all become members let 's make this our home i 'm um, even going to take the class. I want to be a member i've finally decided I want to be a member of bridge. Uh, three ways to give you can give online of course bridgehelena.com giving boxes there's two of them back there or you can mail us 725 granite avenue helena montana 59601 great stuff happening god wants to do so much and and he one of the things he wants to do is use you and as an avenue or a conduit with finances and and how do you guys you guys know it's not our money anyway right? It's his money. So we just kind of give it right back, and then he accomplishes great things. And on the flip side of that, he blesses us in return. So if you've never been a regular tither, I challenge you to try that as well. And that you can find in the book of of Malachi, not Malachi, is it Malachi? It's Malachi. Um, The challenge that he points out to you. Amen? I was excited to be in church today. Oh, 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 I forgot. Debbie's going to come up and say something. Oh, goodness, she waved to me. you got to remind me on Sunday mornings, you know this. I, my, I'm, the what? He didn't. We were talking about other things. Our wives, that kind of stuff.
0: Get here early and you'll get some fun announcements. Right. (laughs) Anyway, I just want to announce that we are going to start Dinner with Friends again for April and May and so if some of you have never been to dinners with friends, what we do is have a sign-up sheet. I have two, one for each side, because sometimes if you start here, it doesn't get there, or if it starts over here, it doesn't get here. And you sign up, and then we put you together with eight different people. We usually keep couples together. Ha, <laughs> 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 Anyway, so sign up, and um, we'll get together and eat a food eat a food eat some food <laughs> and so if it's at your house you provide the meal or some people did it different last time um, you could d- provide all the meal and then the next three times you don't have to do anything but somebody in my group didn't like it that way and they wanted everybody to bring stuff every time so whatever your group leader wants to do it's a fun time to get together and maybe play a game eat I was gonna say eat, drink, and be merry, but Hi. we drink um, <laughs> sparkling cider. There you go. Anything you want, non-alcoholic, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, that's it. Dig,
1: dig, dig, dig. keep yeah. digging that hole, Debbie. Um, okay, I won't. I won't let you do this again. Just that's your no. Sign up. It's fun. If you've ever done it before, it is nice. You get to know people a whole lot more. And kind of what we do is we. I don't know if I'll be involved this year of picking but we would pick people that don't necessarily sit together in church and maybe don't know each other as well so you get to know those people a whole lot more so dinner with friends it's it's always good and everybody cooks their best meal so the food's usually always great all right I think announcements are done giving is done It's my pleasure now to um, introduce Dave. He is here from the Gideons, and he's going to come up here, and he is going to give us an update and just kind of where they're at. And it's always, always, always a pleasure to have you guys. Um, I told my wife, I said, oh, there's two Gideons here today. No, I told Charmaine, and I said, they're always so happy. They're always so happy. So it's a pleasure to have you guys here. Um, Tell us. Tell us everything you need us to know. Here's a mic. From Do you need a stand? I let me get you this one down here. No, we're going to bring you to the front. You can't hide way back there. You got to come all the way up here.
2: Uh, My name is David Fabian, and I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. I was saved about 19 years ago, a little late in life, uh, when I was just 54. And I said to a friend at church, um, I wish I'd have been saved sooner. And he said, yeah, but you have a testimony I don't have. He said, I was saved at nine and can't remember what it was like before. I can vividly remember what it was like and I don't ever want to be there again. Fortunately, I had a friend that led me to the Lord. Unfortunately, millions in the United States and around the world have never even heard the name of Jesus. And unfortunately, they have they may not have a friend to lead them to the Lord. (coughs) Excuse me. In 2016, I became a member of the Helena Camp of Gideons International. (coughs) For those of you who are not familiar with Gideons, we are born-again Christian business and professional men who are members of local... Uh, churches <coughs> excuse me we associate together for service to our lord and savior jesus christ through our own personal witnessing and scripture distribution to help bring the lost to christ the gideons was formed in 1899 123 years ago. Gideons have a membership that has grown to over 270,000 worldwide, and they we have Gideon camps in over 195 different countries around the world. Since 1908, Gideons have placed over two billion Bibles around the world. That's two Bibles every second. That's a lot of Bibles out to the lost. Gideon scriptures are printed in over 95 different languages and we uh, fairly recently uh, developed a Bible app where you can go onto the app and get a copy of the Bible in I think it's something like 95 different languages uh, but it, it makes it real easy in this uh, day of technology for if you meet someone, you get them on the app and they can get it in their native language um, I'd like to have a short video played now and then I'll come back and finish up
3: as the night fell, I was spotted by two men that I had robbed. They dragged me out of the car and they beat me.
0: I opened up my door and on my front doorstep were 12 federal drug enforcement agents and I was charged with a street value equivalent of 9.1 tons of marijuana. I
3: was a habitual felon, meaning that I had been in prison several times. I had several multiple felons that I had been prosecuted for. I had been told by my attorney that, um, that all hope was, was gone. And one Saturday morning, uh, a brave soldier came through, uh, probably one of the bravest men that I've ever met. In his hand, he had a little brown book. He said, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? He opened it to the back pages and shared with me the plan of salvation. He told me that the Lord loved me and he could forgive me of all my sin.
0: I took that New Testament back to my cell and for the very first time, I opened up that New Testament and I read through the entire Gospel
3: of Mark. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior and he gave me that little book and told me to take it with me, told me to put my name on the back of it if I believed it, and uh, he turned and walked away.
1: Gideons are men of your church, doing what they've been called to do. These are your testimonies. The Gideon Ministry expands your opportunities for evangelism in your community and beyond. When you participate in the Gideon Ministry through prayer, financial gifts, and membership, you dramatically expand the reach of your church. In fact, over the 100 plus years of the Gideon ministry, you've enabled us to give away almost two billion copies of scripture. Please join hands with us as together we become God's love in action, placing His word across the street
0: and around the world. I don't know where all the millions
3: of scripture has gone, but I know where one scripture has gone. And it landed in my hands. Because of you and the purpose and the plan of the Gideons, my whole life has changed.
0: And it was that scripture that began the journey for me toward a life of obedience to Christ. Because it is the Word of God that transforms lives.
2: like to uh, ask you to join us in helping reach the lost things that you folks could do to help support getting God's word into the hands of the lost Um, you can pray for the Gideons and that's the first thing so often people say well I guess I tried everything else I'll pray no that should always be the first thing so we ask for you to pray for us. Uh, You can give to the Gideons financially, uh, help us to purchase the Bibles. And I always like to point out, uh, every dollar that you give goes directly to uh, placing the scripture in the hands of the lost. Our administrative costs are covered by our Gideon member dues. So 100% goes to the Bibles. Uh, You can have a one-time gift or you can be an ongoing giver. Uh, The little testaments that we hand out that are the New Testament Psalms and Proverbs, uh, those are about $1.25 apiece. And the Bibles that a lot of you are familiar with in hotel rooms, uh, they're $5. And I always like to point out, you know where the first Bible was placed in a motel? Superior, Montana. That's something interesting since we live in Montana that i like to pass along. Uh, Also, you can support us by our Gideon card ministry where we have greeting cards and you can donate uh, Bibles in someone's name. Uh, You can also become a friend of the Gideons or you can, can become a Gideon and we're Constantly hunting for people who want to have a a mission, but boy, I can't go someplace far away. This is a mission that we can do right here in Helena, Montana, because there's plenty of lost people right here. Um, After the service, a fellow Gideon and I will be at the uh, back of the the sanctuary, and we will have an open Bible, and you can place any... uh, Funds that you want to donate to the Gideons in the Bible. Um, I would like to thank you, uh, Pastor, for allowing me to come and speak to your congregation. And I would like to thank the congregation for allowing me to speak here today. Thank you.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you. That's exciting, isn't it? It's uh, you know, in America hey Levi, he can catch. Oh Wow, dental work. Um, we live in, in a free country, right? Freedom of, of, of religion. Um, and I would have to say, if you talk to people, the majority of Americans, there's a Bible somewhere within their household somewhere might be a family Bible it might be in a box in the garage and things like that so our access to Bibles is is pretty easy we can go I think you can go to Walmart you can buy a Bible right and buy everything at Walmart you can order one off of Amazon for goodness sakes but there's a difference between having the ability to to obtain a Bible and having some people saying hey here's a Bible put it put it in your hand Um, for one, it's the, the price thing flies out the window, um, but so does the laziness thing. Um, if I have a thought, hey, I should get a Bible and start reading it. I guess I should go down to the Christian bookstore or Walmart or get on Amazon or whatever. There can be a lag in that, and, and uh, a lot of voices can say, oh, not now. That's not that important. But if there's a couple of very happy Christian men <laughs> and they've got a Bible in their hand, and they're calling me over and saying, here, I want to put this in your hand. That's a, that's a lot different, right? So even within America, um, let alone around the world, the Gideons are doing some amazing things. So this is something, absolutely, people, pray for the Gideons. Donate. Give them money. What did you say, A $1.25 for the little ones and $5 for the big ones? That's nothing. That is Nothing. We need to get the Word of God into as many people's hands as, as possible. And, and I actually learned something this morning that I didn't know, that the Gideons started in 1899. And some of you in here probably can remember that. Um, but for the rest of us, that's pretty that's pretty amazing. I didn't mention any names. I bit my tongue and didn't mention any names. Anyway, pretty amazing stuff that the Gideons do. We have... Now, um, in the back, in the table, in the foyer, where all our missionary stuff is, there's actually the Gideon cards that tell you how to get their app and onto that and all the different languages once you get onto that. It's a a great one to to download on your phone. So when I say, hey, in your Bibles, turn with me, you can just hit the Gideon app and, and get right to it. Amen. Something good to support getting the word of God into people's hands. Well, let's get started with our message. Let me pray. Father... Thank you that we can be here this morning to dive into your word, to dig in there and really grab hold of it. Lord, we ask that you speak to us this morning. Lord, if we're here in person, speak to us. If some are listening online, Lord God, you can speak to them just as much and just as easily. So, Lord God, we ask that. We, we plead to you lord speak into our lives holy spirit be at work here today open hearts open minds lord god open eyes this morning lord with this message lord it's a very personal message so lord god help us to not fear and run from that rather let's run to you holy spirit allow me to speak what you have for me to speak shut my mouth with anything else. And Lord, I pray once again, don't let anybody who walked into this sanctuary, who, who logged on to Facebook, listening online, let them be changed. Don't let them leave. Don't let them exit the internet without being changed by you. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everyone, shout it out. Amen. Amen. Well, we're in 1 John we've been in first john for a little while this is actually part 20 what was going to be a five to maybe eight part series is now we're on 20 and we're, we're still in first john chapter four and first john chapter four is just a flat out incredible chapter the entire bible is yes the entire new testament is yes the entire book of first john yes But when we get to to chapter 4, there's some pretty incredible things going on. And we've come to one of those incredible verses today. So today, we're going through one verse. One verse today. That's all I could get through. I didn't want to go any further. So today's verse, you know, it's not one of those verses that that you're going to see on a bumper sticker. It's just, it's not. It's not a it's not a t-shirt kind of verse, usually. It's not the kind where you where you buy the plaque at the Christian bookstore and hang it on your wall because it's got this verse. But from both a the theologic as well as a faith standard, to me it ranks way up there. And my hope for you today is that each one of us will gain confidence in, in who we are, who we are in God. And who we are in this world. So in your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, get them warmed up. Um, 1 John 4, 17. If you look at it and you go through it, you can see that it can actually be broken down into these four fundamental statements. And for today, like I said, I want to make these very personal. So we're going to look at them from a first-person perspective. Because when we change it into first-person, the I... Man, that makes all the difference. On your bulletin, if you guys have a bulletin, you'll see that there's four lines. One, two, three, four. That you can write these four segments and, and how they're broken down. So let's read 1 John four seventeen in its entirety. And then we'll begin to break it down. It says this. In this union and fellowship with him... Love is completed and perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him because as he is, so are we in this world. Oh my goodness, what an amazing, powerful enlightening faith-changing world-changing verse this actually is now depending on what version of the bible you are using whatever you prefer the language might be slightly different than what i just read uh But we need to understand that though it may be a different version, the context doesn't change. Just some of the minor wording. And really, that's why it is good that when you're really into studying, you know, you're not just reading your Bible. You're really digging in and you're really studying a passage. Uh, It's important to read different versions. And whatever version you guys choose, that is great. We all prefer different things. Some like vanilla ice cream, some like chocolate, some like Rocky Road. We just need to recognize that as long as it is biblically accurate, then that's a good version of the Bible. There are some versions out there that I would say, there's some paraphrases, translations that maybe aren't as biblically accurate as they should be. So just make sure if you have questions on that, holler at me. For a deep dive and for study and why we're using it for John First John chapter 4, the, the, the Amplified to me says, does just a, a great, great job here. So let's, let's go ahead and let's break this passage down and, and let's see what we can glean from it. You guys game? You guys game on this spring forward kind of Sunday? You guys game to see, hey, what can we glean from this? But I'll take it one step further and I'll say, what can we glean from this in a very personal way? And I want you to remember that. From here to the end of the service that this is absolutely meant for you not for your neighbor not for who you're sitting by right now but for you so let's look at this for yourself and your relationship with God as a result it will cause us to to look at others differently right sometimes God says I need you to look at yourself first before you begin to look at others and who knows the Holy Spirit just might put someone on your heart today that that maybe they've been on your heart for a while maybe it's out of the blue but I believe that God is in the business of placing people on our hearts so we can talk to them about Jesus we can get scripture into their hands and their life can be changed in a dramatic and great way. So let's look at this first statement being made here, and we'll take it in the first person. So throw that first one up. I am in union and fellowship. I think think we just ought to all say that together. Not you, not we, but let's make this personal. So let's say it together. I am in union and fellowship. It wasn't that hard, was it? It wasn't that hard. See, this is a necessary place to begin. From this statement, everything flows. Now, for some of you guys in here, this statement can be, be easy to say. It can be such a reality in your life and faith that it really seems like a no-brainer. And I, I commend you, those of you with the faith that is really so so stable and unshakable. Yet... There are always storms that can quickly arise. Take, for for example, King David, who is described as a man after God's own heart. You've heard that, right? It's scriptural, scriptural. So that's that's a true statement. That's a true description of King David being a man after God's own heart. And David had a pretty incredible relationship with God. Wouldn't you agree? I would definitely agree. But then we come to verses like Psalm 22, 1 and 2. It says this, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And and by night, but I find no rest. See, this sounds like the cries of a man who feels... Distant in his relationship with God. And we're no different. Because in our life, storms will arise. We are going to walk through some valleys. And some of those valleys are going to be very dark. There will be some testing and some stretching. And there's even going to be some trials. Some of you guys are going, this morning you're saying, Pastor, you have no idea I'm, I'm in one of those trials. I'm in the dark valley right now. I, I, I feel distant from God. See, tribulation can lurk around any corner. It comes unexpectedly. I don't think if I think most of us, if, if, if we have the wisdom to say, hey, bad stuff's coming, tribulation is coming, We can take steps to avoid those things. But a lot of times that tribulation comes unexpectedly. And it's upon us before we know it. So you can write this down. You can take it to the bank. At times, life is going to be hard. There are times we can very much relate to David here. But we don't live there, do we? As Christians, we don't live there. Because foundationally, I know, personally, I know that I am in union and fellowship with my Father. Continuing in Psalm 22, let's look at what it says next, though. Yet, remember what David just said, oh my gosh, you're far from me. Why, I'm crying out to you, you're not there. I can't rest at night. I'm I'm in agony. Yet, you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you, our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you, they cried and were rescued. In you, they trusted and were not put to shame. See, I have to come to the understanding and reality that though I may be going through a hard time, a tragic time, a confusing time, that though my life may make no sense at all, I need to understand and believe that I am in union. And in fellowship with the Father. Do you believe it? Some of you guys do. This is an affirming statement. That I do in fact. Have union and fellowship with God. That's why I speak it out. That's why I need to be saying it. It's through Christ. And it's through the Holy Spirit. So sometimes. Sometimes. Just sometimes, I do need to speak it out. Maybe it's in my car. Maybe it's in my bathroom while I'm looking at myself in the mirror, shaving my head and all those type of things. I just need to speak it out loud. I need to speak it out loud so I can hear it. And then there's other times that I need to speak it out loud because there's somebody around me that needs to hear it. See, John here is he's really referring back to what he said in verse 16, and it's all about that reciprocal abiding. I am in God, and God is in me. And that's something, uh, that's, a, that's a truth. That's a faithful proclamation that we have to begin to believe. And once we begin to believe these things, and say these things, and state these things, I now can understand Philippians 4.13 with with renewed courage. It says this, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Oh my God goodness isn't that good I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me expanded and we need to be hearing this we need to be reading this and we need to be believing this so what does that come down to it comes down to my reality and my, my confession that I am in union and fellowship with God let's look at number two Love is completed and perfected in me. And the congregation said, No, you didn't say amen. You guys are catching on. I'm going to brag about our church. We're quick. We don't always get it on the first try, but we're quick. Love is completed and perfected in me. How many of you guys believe that? I mean, seriously. Come on. Serious? I know some of you people. How could that be? See, we've been talking about this over the past several weeks. This idea of being completed and perfected in Christ. We've talked about it, but immediately my mind betrays me. How is it that someone like me could ever be completed and perfected in any regard to our Lord? If if God is all-knowing, which I believe he's all-knowing, if he is all-knowing, surely he knows me. And therefore, at the least, he has to be disappointed in me. And at the most, he's angry and condemning toward me. Am I the only one who battles this kind of lingo and voices in my life? But... Or yet, once again, just like the thousands of times before, patiently and gently my Lord extends his love to me. And it's the same love that sacrificed himself to me. It's the same love that called me to himself. The same love that I have a choice to walk in every day. And is that very love? that is made complete and perfect in me. See, God's love isn't in me because I'm complete and perfect. Far from it. I'm complete and perfect because God's love is in me. We're able to love because he first loved us. It's all about him giving to us and perfecting that love and completing that love within each one of us. So no matter how broken... Or bad, or terrible, or wretched, I once was. It is God's love within me that makes me whole. Gosh, didn't we just sing about stuff like that? Man, your love makes me whole. God, thank you that your love makes me whole. You know what that, that means? That means that without God's love, you are never whole. If you're not whole, you're incomplete. Oh my goodness, how many people are walking around? Half, probably less. 40%, 30%, 10%. We long to be complete. We long to be complete in the Lord. We long to be complete in His love. Now I, for one, need to be reminded. And I need to be reminding myself of this a whole lot more often. Love is completed and perfected in me. You got it written down? Okay, let's go to three. Let's see what three has to say. I may have confidence in the day of judgment. Oh, goodness sakes, isn't this good? We now move from the day to day, really, and now we're taking a look to eternity. See, God's love does not diminish his righteousness, but rather it completes it. That is so important to understand because too many people are, are trying to focus only on God's love so they don't have to look at God's righteousness, but they complete each other. They complement each other. So there will be, in fact, a day of judgment, but I may have confidence in the day of judgment because of his love. God's love also brings us the ultimate in terms of our confidence. Now, confidence is simply the feeling or belief that one can rely on something or someone with firm trust. We need some confidence in our lives, right? Because let's get real, there's not a whole lot we can have any trust in in these days let alone confidence, think about it, there's just not a whole lot. It would be laughable if it wasn't so tragic that we've evolved as a society to the point where there's just not a whole lot to put our trust in. There's just not a whole lot to have confidence in. So again, I'm going to be real here. And I say almost because there is one that I fully trust in there is one I fully believe in and there is one that I place all of my confidence in in the day of judgment as well as right now this is so steeped in confidence in knowing that the love of God completed and perfected in me right yeah it is why because I am in union and fellowship with the one who loves me beyond major. See, they all build upon each other just in this one verse. So guys, we need to we need to be believing in the truth of God. We need to be speaking out the love of God and we need to be confident in who we are in God. And in theory, that's easy. We can believe that in theory and We can whisper it to ourselves. It's a whole lot different when we boldly stand before the mirror and we speak these things out. I am in union and fellowship with my Lord and Savior within the love of God. Love is completed and perfected in me despite who I once was. Now it is I who live in Christ and his love is completed and perfected in me. And that I may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because the blood of Jesus has set me free from sin and death. How many of you guys speak that out to yourselves? Man, drive down the street. If you're the only one in the car, speak it out. Everybody will think you're crazy. But we're living in a time where everybody is crazy. So you're not going to look any different. You're simply going to blend in. So let's look at number four. What does number four say? As he is, so am I in this world. And the congregation said, Amen. We got to say amen to that one because this just may be the most audacious statement yet. But should it be? Remember Paul's words in Galatians 2.20? Check these out. There it is. I have been crucified with Christ. That is, in him I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body I live by faith, by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting Isn't that confidence? In the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. It's another verse we need to be speaking out loud to ourselves. If you believe it, state it. If you believe it, say it. If you believe it, yell it. If you believe it, share it. See, if reciprocal abiding truly means that I am in God and that God is in me than who I am at the core has drastically changed you were speaking on that weren't you I wish I'd have come to Christ earlier but you recognize something very different there was a point in your life that changed from who I once was to who I am now that person seems so foreign so crazy so violent disgusting but Christ changed things it is no longer you who live but Christ who lives in you we all have that testimony or we all should because what does that do it builds confidence right we now have confidence in our day-to-day but we have confidence in eternity we have confidence that in the day of judgment we can stand before the Lord and simply say I trusted in Jesus. I trusted in Jesus. You guys ever hear that third day song? I love that third day song. It talks about how, how, you know, at the end everybody's going to stand before the Lord and and be accounted for every word that they spoke. What are you going to speak? And then he goes in to say, I'm just going to say, I trusted Jesus. My strong deliverer. Man, my redeemer. The son of, of God that's what we're going to do because we're different it's no longer us those people that don't have Christ they have nothing to stand on and that is tragic that is terrible that's why that's why we got to get the word of God into their hands that's why we got to make relationships and attest we talked about that last week right we attest to who God is within our life we don't go into debate him we're not debating him this isn't a question we're attesting what God has done within each one of our life we've been changed drastically changed at a core level the essence of who I am is who he is do you believe it do you believe it we should be acting with far more confidence courage and boldness if we truly believe that the essence of who I am is who he is so the remaining existence that I have here on this earth is dictated by his attributes and most notably his love Oh my goodness, can you imagine if we all started believing this? We all started saying this to ourselves out loud because when we say it, we hear it. When we hear it, we begin to believe it. If we said, you know, that's great to say, but the scripture back that up and we started studying scripture and saying, wow, this verse absolutely backs that up. So, so maybe Galatians 2.20 is something that I need to hang on the wall so that I can read it every day out loud. So that I can hear it every day. So that I can begin to walk in it every day. And I can begin to believe in it every day. See, this is by my choice. By my choice, I choose to do these things. No longer can we live with the false assumption that by default, I'm just a Christian. I prayed the prayer once. I own a Bible. Everything's good. actively engage your faith by making a choice to pursue God in such a manner. You're making a choice to speaking these things out loud to yourself first. Because then God empowers you by the power of the Holy Spirit to begin to speak it out to others. Some of you guys are so afraid to talk about your faith to others. I would suggest you start talking about your faith to yourself. And just see what happens. So it is by my choice that I do these things. And it is made possible because of Christ. Our Lord and Savior. And the power of the Holy Spirit. That he promised. The Father promised to send it to us. And you know what? He sent it to us. We're now the temple of the Holy Spirit. Let that temple sing out within you. To the point it comes out your mouth. Too many people speak such terrible things against themselves and against others. What if we switched that around and we started proclaiming who we are in God? When we're in the dark valleys, when we're in the tribulation, when the trials have come. And life is so hard right now and I don't know where to turn. Turn to Jesus. Trust in Jesus and speak that out now the reason go go back to that that slide, that where it lists all four as he is so am I in this world that's important so so am I in this world we we have to understand that though we are in this world we're not of this world but because we're in this world we're going to have tribulations because we're in this world we're going to have temptations Anybody in here above temptations? Hmm, you might have been tempted to raise your hand and lie right there. But thank you for, for trusting in God. We all have those things. So it's important to understand as He as He is, as Jesus is, so am I. As Jesus is, I'm just like Jesus in this world. Or at least that's available. Just as Jesus, when he walked this earth, especially in his ministry, the gospel is focused really upon his ministry, right? Those ministry, those three years of ministry. And we see all these things that Jesus was up against. His life wasn't easy. It's like, wait a second, he's a son of God. Shouldn't it have been easy? Should have been living in a palace with all these servants, getting fat, just hanging out comfortable, but that's not who Jesus was. Jesus was out in the world and he was encountering all sorts of people that were lost, people that needed him. There was people that were set up against him. Now ah, we're not really going to believe him. I don't know who this is. Even his family at first were like, yeah, oh, he's the golden boy. He's mom's favorite. Well, you know what? He actually was mom's favorite. Um, I can relate to that. I, my mom's watching and I'll have a text before the end of the service saying, Jason, you weren't really my favorite, um, but I'm going to trust in Jesus, because I'm Jesus' favorite, but Jesus was around people, and, and my goodness, the Pharisees, right? They want, They wanted him dealt with from the beginning. He had to oppose them forever, right? The whole time, and then despite that, man, he's up against evil spirits. There's unclean spirits. He's casting out unclean spirits here and there, so he was up against that as well. Jesus was up against a lot of things. There was a lot of trials in Jesus's life. There was temptations in Jesus's life. My goodness, Jesus's ministry started when he went into the wilderness for 40 days, and Satan himself tempted him. Hey, do this, and do this, and this. Jesus met it with scripture. He didn't fall into that temptation. So we must understand that when Jesus walked this earth he abided in the love of his father. That's the strength that he drew from though he was a hundred percent God he was also a hundred percent man. He was a hundred percent dependent upon his father because that's how the trinity works. They're a hundred percent dependent upon each other. And Jesus chose to abide in his father and the love of his father, which is the very abiding that marked his earthly existence. See, he had confidence before God to face any situation because he had made that choice. Remember the little little bracelets? What would Jesus do? And, and we talk about that. Hey, you need to be more like Jesus. And sometimes we think, oh, I need to be more like Jesus in our perception of Jesus. Oh, he's at the right hand of the Father. I need to be more like that. But when we're making that statement, I need to be more like Jesus. What would Jesus do? What we need to be doing is basing this assumption on who Jesus was when he walked the earth. Right? Right? Because we can't can't reconcile being like Jesus as Jesus is now at the right hand of the Father. We look at the New Testament. The teachings that Jesus gave us throughout the Gospels are the teachings that we need right now because like Jesus was walking the earth, we too are walking the earth. The temptations that Jesus saw when he was here on earth No longer exist, right? He's not being tempted anymore by any means. So we have to relate to the earthly Jesus and what he did, and he abided in the Father. He had faith in the Father, and he staked his confidence in the Father. The Father gave him the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gave him power and insight and wisdom. And it's the Trinity right there happening all at once. So Jesus could have confidence in any situation and before God to face whatever came about. Temptations, trials, people. How many in here need a little of God's power and love to deal with the people in this world? world would be an amazing place if there were no people that's what's so great about the garden of eden it was like adam's there and he's walking with the father ah and he's like man let's walk around and father's like hey i need you to name the animals and life was good and then people came about and life wasn't so good We get the Tower of Babel. We get the flood. Then we get the sons of Noah and going off in different directions and it all just continued and built up and there's more people alive today than there ever were. So there's more people to deal with today than there ever was and that can get hard but Jesus could deal with people because Jesus operated through the love of his father. Look at Jesus. We take it one step further. Because what did Jesus do? He went to the Garden of Gethsemane and He he battled death and sin itself and he prayed and and, and, and he sweat drops of, of blood and it was agonizing at that point. And then he stood up, took several steps, and one of his closest people that he was around for three years betrayed him and Jesus was taken into custody and doubted and and slandered and beaten and then he was beaten more and he was slandered more and then he was made to carry his own cross how did Jesus have the endurance and the strength to carry that cross because he abided in the, the love of the father How was it that that Jesus laid there and had, had spikes driven through his wrists and his ankles and then put up to hang in front of an innocent man hanging in front of people, publicly executed in front of all those people? How did he have the strength and endurance to do that? Because he abided in the Father's love. How is it that he hung on that cross? And instead of cursing the people that put him there, really cursing all mankind, rather he said, forgive them, Father. Because they don't know what they're doing. They're ignorant. They have no clue what is actually going on here. How did did Jesus have the strength and the endurance to do that? Because he abided in the love of the Father. That's when he was in this world. As he is, so am I in this world. It's important to speak that out. It's it is audacious to say that. Jesus, the way, the way you are, the way you handled things in this world, that that's how I am. Because you're my savior. You're my redeemer, but you're also my friend. And I know you will never leave me or forsake me so I can confidently say this now as well as in the day of judgment that Jesus you are in me even though I'm in this world Jesus you are in me your love from the Father that filtered through you 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 gave to me and and now that very love is it's completed and it's perfected in me to the point I can have confidence now and in the day of judgment. And I can boldly state that as you are Jesus, so am I in this world. And I can do all of those things simply because I am in union and I am in fellowship with you, my Lord, my Savior, and my King. In this world, Right now, right now, this morning, this afternoon, this this coming week, we too may abide in the Father's love. And we too may share in the exact same confidence and strength and endurance that Jesus displayed. Worship team, if you guys want to want to come up here. I have no idea what song you are going to sing, but I have confidence that it's going to be the right song. And for the rest of you in here this morning that are listening and struggling, man, you can recite scripture. You can talk about scripture all day long. You can talk about how God accomplish this and this person or this and that person and you can rejoice in that but you're sitting here this morning going my goodness that scares me that i would that i would have to speak it out in a personal way jesus you are my endurance you are my king you are my savior we just need to speak it out loud part of that is in worship but part of that is getting alone with god segregating yourself, being alone with God and beginning to speak those things out. I am going to invite you guys to the altar this morning. I'm going to invite you guys to the altar to come up here and simply begin to speak out to God in the first person. Jesus, you are this to me. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I have confidence in you. Jesus, I need your confidence boldness. Jesus, I need to be more like you right now so that I can operate and get through the gunk of this world. So as we enter into this last song, I am going to pray and I am going to invite you guys to come up. This is not a this altar's not for shame. Oh, often we think the altar's all about shame. Well, if I go up there, people will know. They're going to know what I did last night. They're going to this and that. No, this altar is for basking in the glory of God. This altar is for getting close to God. Yes, you can do that anywhere. But just like me speaking out, Jesus... I need you more. Jesus, I can do all things that give me strength. Sometimes that's scary. Sometimes walking to the altar is scary. These are two things that God's saying, I want to break this out. I want to break this out of your life. I want to impart to you the boldness that is based in love that I have for each one of you. Everybody stand up. We are going to pray together. Will you put those four things back up real quick? Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much that we can have faith and confidence in your word. And Lord God, thank you so much that we can, we can boldly come to your throne and we can, we can speak these things Lord I am confessing right now that I am in union and fellowship with you Lord I am speaking and confessing that love is completed and perfected in me Lord I believe that I may have confidence in the day of judgment and Jesus I know and I'm asking for more that as you were and are so am I in this world speak it out Approach God in such a way. Pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said... This concludes today's message. We hope you can join us next Sunday for services beginning at 10 o'clock a.m. at Bridge Assembly located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information about Bridge Assembly, go to bridgehelena.com and we hope you can join us next Sunday with Pastor Jason Metz.